0: Across the world, companies are competing over the same product while being strapped for cash and ultimately trying to figure out how to navigate this supply chain crisis. With no end in sight, it's time for companies to try new and creative ways to improve their working capital. I'm Scott Leahy, and this is Esker on Air. Today, uh, we're going to talk about supply chain and what working capital improvements companies could possibly be making during these tough times. Uh, I'm joined by Aaron LaHue. He is a business development manager here at Esker, and he's here to uh, share his experience with working capital in the accounts receivable world. Uh, So Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. Happy New Year's. Same to you. And, you know, this is our First uh, podcast recording of the new year. Hard-hitting question here: Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Maybe something you're you're looking to stick to? You know, I, I haven't really been a person that
1: has New Year's resolutions uh, every year. Generally, uh, they're broken by sometime in February or March. But <laughs> like, let's just say, you know, I I have some plans of actually trying to not buy so many things, periodic things that I just tend to pick up and actually save that money to do a bit more traveling with the family, um, and enjoy more experiences. So that's, that's the goal this year. That's a good one. I like that one.
0: Um, well, you know, digging into, um, you know, the topic at hand for our listeners, could you give a quick definition of working capital?
1: Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll give a small one and then I'll expand on it a little bit if you're okay right. with that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, working capital, you know, of businesses is really described of its You know, it's day-to-day trading operations, which looks at your current assets and your current liabilities. So assets, you know, can be seen as cash on hand, cash equivalents, meaning things that can be quickly converted into cash, your accounts receivable portfolio, inventory, short-term investments. You know, meanwhile, liabilities are, you know, your cash outflows, your accounts payable, payroll, rent, short-term loans. And any other like outstanding expenses that you have so you know why why working capital has been something that is organizations have been keen on recently is that liquidity is really now the burning platform because the increased risk and changes in credit ratings will make external financial solutions really less accessible and viable you know instead you know the drive for short term cash and the you know with the with the disruption of Remote working and increase awareness of powers of disruptions on the global supply chain are finally elevating working capital optimization as a as a priority to organizations. So some have already, you know, been ahead of this game, um, but in an era of extended international supply chains and you know the pandemic that's affected all companies uh, to some degree, some are lacking behind a little bit on looking at ways to optimize their working capital. So even organizations with a strong balance sheet, you know, can be exposed to risks through the health of their, you know, their customers and their
0: suppliers. Well, yeah, you mentioned some maybe unique circumstances right now. What is it like for companies that are competing for resources? <laughs> Yeah,
1: it's that's an it's an interesting time right now, right? Where you're seeing supply chain disruptions happening, you know, bot- bottlenecks that are slowing down, getting materials or goods in a proper time frame, um, availability, and cost of containers and freight is a real major concern. Uh, now you have tariffs that are changing where materials or goods were sourced. So for some, you know, there's little disruption to their supply chain outside of dealing with the logistics challenges that most are facing now. So on the other hand, there's situations where, you know, where, where other organizations are looking at the same resources and they are competing for them. You look at things like lumber, right? And there are changes into their own internal supply chains that they have to help affect, right? Because of either costs or availability. And the things that are being impacted are, you know, to their supply chain are things like, you know, inflation of cost of goods. They might have to look at uh, increasing days on hand or increasing forecast demands within their supply chain um, or with their suppliers itself. You know, changing terms, Uh, suppliers might be changing terms on them because uh, the goods are being competed against multiple uh, organizations and they know that may not need to have extended terms or require prepaying for items. So the pandemic's you know, un, unprecedented impacts have demonstrated really the importance of liquidity and the fragility of a global interconnected supply chain and powers of really the disruptors that are going on. So maintaining liquidity through the transition period for the next, I don't know, I would say next year will require you know, more level, levers to really release cash in order for you to get through the supply chain disruptions.
0: Well, and as a result of all that, is the old adage still true? Is is cash still king when it comes to supply chain?
1: It doesn't hurt. Um, it, like I was mentioning, like you know, having cash on hand to be able to offset some of the shortages or delays in supply chains can help organizations to help get more on hand to help offset for some of the delays that are happening, or Let's take an example of like, if you have to start, you know, you were sole sourcing at one point and you now have to open up additional channels to help source some of the materials or goods because it's hard to get, or the availability through your normal supply chain, um, is a bit scarce, is that maybe you don't have the same relationship with these other uh, vendors that you have, which in turns, they might not necessarily provide you the same, um, I would say, line of credit, or terms which in turn you might have to pay them a bit quicker or maybe initially to help you have to pay for things in advance to help uh, establish those lines of credits with them so yeah absolutely cash is ultimately going to uh, play in your favor if it is uh, available to you
0: well I, th- I think you mentioned a couple points on this already but but what are you hearing from others uh, that they are, are doing to increase their cash on hand
1: yeah, that's, that's a great question. And there's a, better, a a bigger emphasis to look at how you know we speed up the inflows of cash, uh, particularly in accounts receivable. So I would say expect you know day sales outstanding to be really a, a hot topic. Uh, many organizations will focus on short-term activities to help bring in cash and door as revenues pick up. But in the longer term, they can't count on reacting to external events and deteriorating metrics. Really, they must be able to monitor customer health, carefully anticipate changes in their ability to really pay you. So heightening the visibility and having strong communications with customers is really going to be key.
0: And, you know, speaking again on those unique circumstances we we talked about earlier, um, at this moment in time and as it relates to supply chain optimization, um, what is most important or most relevant right now?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting question, and I think this is probably going to be a moving target a bit. But you know, with the shadow of COVID, you know, still looming, uh, remote workforce is becoming the new normal, uh, and it continues to extend. Um, the economic volatility expected to continue or even worsen. You know, the real the reality is for today's companies is really clear. It's either this is either a moment you know to help seize or sustain a competitive advantage. Or risk damaging the financial health of an organization's across the
0: supply chain. And then, um, you know, operations-wise, how is the traditional supply chain role changing?
1: Yeah, traditionally, most supply chain leaders, you know, they tend to focus on a majority of their attention on really turning inventory. You know, however, today supply chain leaders are being asked to focus more of their attention on minimizing the money that's tied up in inventory, as well as money that's held up in various parts of the business um you know they're starting to look at things of like you know how do we help improve like the the perfect order uh process can we start diving into things like root cause analysis as to you know what's causing some of the uh, payment delays that are coming from customers that could be ultimately uh, happening upstream in the supply chain right so the ability to work on these things um, are supply chain is being really being tasked to help work on these things. So that way ultimately it can help improve the inflows of cash.
0: You know, and obviously we're speaking on a, a podcast about automation here. What role does automation play in in supply chain and and working capital optimization?
1: <clears throat> so I mean if, if if cash flow is really the lifeblood of business, it only makes sense that, you know, the achieving optimal performance requires a high functioning, uh, circulatory system. You know, this is precisely what automation does, you know, hundred percent, um, you know, having a cloud-based application that spans across your cash conversion and transforms the way customers and suppliers interact within your organization. So, you know, having the ability to connect every part of, you know, your procure to pay and order to cash processes creates collaboration environments. You know, from end to end, and also helps with the efficiency of it. And where these things are key is really having better control mechanisms, right? Uh, understand where some of those cash trap lies. And what these these things tend to lead towards is like using the data and the reporting and some of the dashboard sequences that you may have to help promote healthy decisions or maybe even provide some predictive analytics.
0: And you know obviously automating every aspect. Uh, of the back office can be a huge undertaking uh, for those companies that simply don't have the time or the budget or other resources uh, for a big project. What should they prioritize for the biggest supply chain impacts?
1: Yeah, I think' it's, it's, it's really asking yourself you know the, the why, right? and then what needs to happen in order to to get to the why, uh, really setting those, those goals out and what, are, what do those mean? and what are those objectives? Sometimes those could be massive undertakings, like you said, and you just need to kind of help chop away at some of these things. So in some aspects, it's it's um, a much easier ask to look at small incremental gains that then can ultimately lead to bigger gains and improvements and also the things that can help impact supply chains, revenues, customer experience, um, internal employee Uh, retention and and morale. So, you know, where organizations tend to really start at is like looking at, you know, eliminating these manual repetitive tasks that just tend to slow things down, you know, get at the things that are ripe for automation, the low-hanging fruit, and that could be done using, you know, cloud-based applications, um, using tools like RPA, having solutions that embed artificial intelligence and and so on uh after that it's you know it's always looking at like you know uh, manage and be able to report on anything and be able to make changes effectively by boosting visibility within and across departments right although you have some numbers or some, some areas that you are responsible for, if you're able to provide some greater visibility across the, organ, you know, the departments, um, there is a lot of interconnectivity between you know, sales, operations, and accounts receivable that really can help paint a broader picture. And making changes in those areas can make a significant impact, whether it's directly with your customers, your vendors, or even just cash flow itself. So a lot of that really starts with just gaining access and gaining visibility to those things, and then from there is being able to help measure and see if you're actually having improvement in in the changes that you've been able to make. After that, it's you know looking at you know how do we enhance the customer experience? Uh, oftentimes, you know, customers now they want greater transparency and they want a bit of ownership. So giving them some self-service tools and information for them to be able to help manage their day-to-day interactions with you, rather than having to field and ask these type of questions uh, to their respective suppliers, or maybe even directly with their customers themselves. So having that, um, again, that transparency, the ability to self-serve and some ownership uh, has really heightened the experience with customers and, and vendors themselves together. And then looking at things as saying, you know, what, all right, if our goal here for the next, uh, you know, 12, 24, maybe um, to the future is if we're looking to enable growth, how do we help scale these things? And also, how do we protect ourselves from, you know, in uncertainty in the future? Right. So, you know, if we have to look at going to a full work from home or work from remote or maybe working remote permanently is something that uh, an organization decides to do, well, how do you How do you look to help support that and also make sure that all things are being managed and taken care of in in addition to is then again is looking at if your organization is looking to scale, what are some of the things or challenges or bottlenecks that you might have that's just taking up a fair amount of time and you're more working on the tactical things and less strategic things. So let's heighten the awareness and try to bring more value and, Become more business partners across the organization, including again sales, operations, supply chain,
0: and so forth. Well, Aaron, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast today and and giving everyone some some insight and some advice during these uh, these tough and and unique times. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Scott. Uh, And as always, thanks to uh, all of our listeners for joining us. Uh, If you're looking for more information on digital transformation in your business processes, uh, you can always find us at esker.com. In the meantime, stay safe, everyone, and we'll see you next time.